26th chapter of the book of Isaiah for a beginning again this morning. We came here last week. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> we were here. Won't hurt us to go here again, I believe. <clears throat> One verse in verse 12. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us. For thou hast brought all our works in us. <clears throat> Anything that is good in us, it came from the Lord. Everything else about us is corrupt. It's ruined. Uh, it stinks. Scripture explains it that way. It absolutely stinks. So any good this in us, it's wrought in God. And then in the book of Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, verse 14 he said I know that whatsoever God doeth it shall be for ever nothing can be put to it nor anything taken from it and God doeth it that men should fear before him I come here this morning uh, Got to thinking about a little thing that's been going on a long time. I don't know how far back it got started, but men said that you can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, and then you can let him be Lord. And when I thought upon these things again, they've troubled me <laughs> in the past. Uh, when I thought upon these things, what God does, he does it all good. He doesn't leave anything out, especially concerning the salvation of men. If a man is saved, he is saved. There's no if and ands about it. There's no training. There's no doing anything else. It's complete. It's a new creation in Christ Jesus. And it's like the first creation. When the Lord got through with it, he sat down on the right hand of the Father and said, it is good. And not only that, it is very good. And there's a whole lot more to be done in the Christian life. You don't just stop there. That's another thing that's been going around. Once saved, always saved. And I say, yeah, that is true. Once saved, always saved. But there's so much of this easy, easy believism stuff out there till it is dangerous. It's one of the most dangerous things I know of to tell men that they can do anything. If it isn't wrought in God, 
then it's not acceptable. The Lord considered all things when he was doing those things, and it was all made complete. It's very good, very good. Left nothing out. Set down to rest. It was finished. It's complete in Christ Jesus, always in Christ Jesus. The book of James, the first chapter, many places we could have gone uh, I was like the pastor I believe a while back he said he he had uh, little notes all around him <laughs> that's the way it usually is when you get through you got so much stuff around you you begin to wonder, well, what, what, what part of this <laughs> are we going to deal with? Not near enough time to cover it all. So we pick out a few things, and maybe it will uh, do us good. In the first chapter of the book of James, in verse 17, he said, Every good and perfect gift is from above. That's what we're talking about now. The gift of faith and salvation is from above. Uh, if it's good and perfect, it, it's got to come from above. The only perfect place is in the most holy place, which is above, eight steps up into the temple the most holy place every good and perfect gift is from above and it cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning of his own will begat us got he us with the word of truth. That good and perfect gift, doesn't it? That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures or his creation. A new creation in Christ Jesus. It must be from above. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. I said to the man, if he's saved, he's saved. There's no more to work to be done in that. But we still have this old earthly body, this coat that we carry along with us always. There's always a warring within that to what is right and what is wrong. <clears throat> 
But we're given the scripture that we might learn, that we might grow in grace and in knowledge. The knowledge now is of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is all in all. So that's where the knowledge must come. All other knowledge is, is absolutely worthless. You, I, talk, I mentioned one time before about this old brother-in-law of mine. He, he just learned and learned and learned. You know, wasn't nothing. He had several degrees. Master. But he just kept on learning. But never, never I fear of the truth which comes down from the Father of lights. Never bothered to look at it. Didn't want it. Didn't want to look at it. He was absolutely turned off by anything of the Lord. So there still is a work in the flesh to be done after salvation. We must keep on working, keep on going. He said not faint. Work at it. It's the reason we're here today, I think, that we might learn that we might have a greater understanding of the mercy that's in our Lord. In 2 Timothy, <clears throat> first chapter again, <clears throat> I think in verse 8, be not Thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You see, it's him that brings all that on, that worketh his good pleasure in you, who has saved us according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death, that's saving for people of God, he hath abolished death and brought forth life, saved, saved, brought forth life where there wasn't any. You understand it was all death, the grave. That's where we were, in the pits, in the grave. But he brought forth life and immortality. Live forevermore. No end to it. No beginning, no end in Christ Jesus. Immortality to, to light through the gospel. Once again, there's more work to be done. Until the Lord comes back, we must work. 
until he comes. He said, Wherefore I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless if I am not ashamed, but I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him. So it is finished. It's complete in Christ Jesus. Salvation is secure. We can rest. We can rest always in that. In Colossians. Book of Colossians, the second chapter. Verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Christian. That's what we say. We use it too lightly today. Christian. You can you can't you can't say, Well, I'm gonna believe in Jesus and then when I get get that going then I'll let him be Lord. If he doesn't if he's not Lord to begin with, you can just mark it down. You're none of his. Walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught. There again, that's where we're at here this morning. To be taught of one another. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. So we always give thanks unto the Lord for His saving grace. Has come to He done the work. It's in Him. Beware lest any man fool uh, spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in him, that he might be all in all. And ye are complete in him. Saved? Yeah, in him. Saved. More work to be done. But we're made complete in him. In all these things that, that we come to learn of the Lord is being made complete in Him. The body must be brought under the power of Him. We tote the old thing around all the time, don't we? Always whipping on it. If you don't, the Lord will whip on it. But we still got it. So there's work to be done, and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hand, in putting off the body of the sins of flesh. 
in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, a circumcision of the heart. It must be cut to the quick. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him. Saved, yeah. New creation in Christ Jesus, risen with him. Through the faith of the operation of God. It's all in God. It's his operation. Who hath raised him from the dead. That's what we hold on to, isn't it? Resurrection. Newness of life in him. That's our hope. That's what we hold on to. That's what we keep operating under. Through the faith of the operation of God. So we continue on in Him. Book of Ephesians. First chapter again. I guess verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him who is all in all the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling? It's an important word here once again, the calling, the calling, the anointing of the Lord. This hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's his inheritance. Father, give them to him. He said, of them I, I've not lost one. They're mine. Complete in him, all in all. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. No more here in this world. He left, but he sent the comforter while he sits at the right hand of the Father. Sit in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name it is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things. What? To the church. The whole thing. 
the one back in the wilderness and one today, the one all the way to the end, the church. That's who he gave himself for. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Fill it up. Fill it up. Move out the old flesh. Bring in the newness of life. Cleanse it. Wash you. Make yourselves clean. We go in there in a minute. Him that filleth all in all. Made complete. Saved. Saved. Once again, book of Isaiah then. First chapter again. Verse 16, wash you, wash you. I said the work wasn't complete. You got to be clean to go into the most holy place. Go into the holy and into the most holy place. You must be clean. He, he challenged the priest, wash yourself, wash yourself. Make yourself clean. Put on a linen, uh, linen garment before you go in. And don't go in without the blood into the most holy place. Wash yourself, make yourself clean, put away the evil of your doings. Now he's talking to his people, the church. Put away the evil doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil. Kind of what the Lord told the woman, wasn't it? Go and sin no more. How you do that? In spirit. In the spirit. Understand the spirit. You can't do it in the flesh now. Make no mistake about that. But you can do it in the spirit. If you're saved, you're saved. All in all. Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, and though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of land. That's promise. Obedience. Lord, learn obedience. We too must learn obedience. Do what the Lord said. Follow him. Because he is the all in all.
always looking to a higher place at the right hand of the Father where the Lord Jesus Christ sits and rests from all his labors. But then we must keep on laboring until we be made complete. In First Peter, <clears throat> first chapter, And verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that faith is not away, reserved in heaven. It's secure. It's sealed there in him. In him. An inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, saved. Yeah, I would say saved. Made complete in him. He said, who are kept? by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That's when it'll all be made complete. The old flesh will give up the ghost. Be made clean. Wash you. Make yourselves clean, wherein ye greatly rejoice now for a season, if need be. Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, but the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and the honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So there still work to be done wash you wash you make yourselves clean down verse 13 and he said wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you by the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves after the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye holy. Wash yourself. Make yourselves clean. Be ye holy. Go and sin no more. 
so it's a continuing work as long as we walk in this old wicked world. We must be working on it. Not the saving of the spiritual body now, but of the fleshly body. Spiritual body, if it be saved at all, it is saved. It is made complete. It is resurrected unto newness of life. It's made clean. Holy. Be ye holy. In the book of Hebrews, the seventh chapter <clears throat> I don't know exactly where Start here. I guess verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw near or nigh unto God. And in as much as not without an oath, he was made priest. For the those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath. By him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, not having any beginning or any end. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not uh, suffered to continue by reason of death. They all died. But this man, but this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, by him, through him, through the veil. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He's always interceding for his people. Devil's always there accusing, and he's always there interceding. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, so be ye holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens, sitting in heavenly places, who needeth not daily as those priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once, when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was once, which was since the law, maketh the Son 
who is consecrated or made perfect evermore. Complete. Complete in him. Saved? Yeah, saved in him. He is all in all. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken away from it. Say it once again, that's the way the revelation ended. Don't add anything to it, don't take anything from it. It is complete in him. Saved, yeah, saved evermore.